strikes the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left field. Going. Going. It's He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up to him. Back near the wall. It's out of here. Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. Travis Ishikawa. Hits one in the right. The Giants win the pennant. Hey, what's poppin', guys? Welcome to the Delos Rays podcast, and welcome to episode 10 of season four. Uh, we're November 18th. I'm Spencer Rays here with Ezra Janello as we're going to be talking about some free agency, uh, free agency signings, some let goes, and what's going to happen. Oh, I'm so pumped. You know, it's award season in the MLB free agency. We're right before mm-hmm. the shutdown in December. It's going to be a lot of stuff. There's already been a ton of headlines in the offseason. I mean, just yesterday, Joseph Verlander goes back to Houston. I, so many people are like, oh, oh, he's going back. He's going to go to the Yankees or go to the Tigers. I was like, no, nah, why would he go to the Tigers? I know they're slowly trying to build up. Yankees, I, I know they like older pitchers. I know you're a Yankees fan. I personally didn't see it. I saw him yeah. going back to the Astros with Zach Grinke. I think he goes back too. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think the Yankees can get every single high-end free agent. I don't know mm-hmm. the Yankees want to get high-end free agent. How many years did he sign? Two years? Yeah, two years, Justin Verlander, yep. 25 a year for a $50 million contract. I don't know mm-hmm. that I want to pay Justin Verlander $50 million in two years. It's not uh, worth it. Yeah, especially if you want to. Yeah, and you want to spend your money where you need it, which is yep. right now for the Yankees, a shortstop. And yes. possibly a first baseman. I don't know if you bring back Anthony Rizzo, but we could talk about that a little bit more in detail uh, a little later. I mean, if you want to talk about shortstops now, as a Yankees fan or maybe an analyst, what do you think is your go-to? Are, do you really want Correa? Do you want Seager? Are you hunting for someone else? Yeah, uh, I don't I, – I, well, I can tell you right now, I don't want Marcus Simeon. That's, okay. that's an that's easy fair. one. I don't yeah. want Marcus Simeon. He, had it, he, he tore it up last year in Toronto. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. And then Carlos Correa – People are saying like, oh, Yankees fans, they, they're going to get over it and it's going to be bad. As a Yankees fan, I can say I won't buy a Correa jersey. I won't like support mm, the dude. I still think fair. he was a cheater. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be pissed off the Yankees win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take it. I'm not going to be upset by the signing. So yeah, Carlos Correa or Corey Seager, both are pretty good. Both are pretty young, under 30. They're both 27 years old. But Corey Seager plays into Yankee Stadium where he bats lefty. That's yep. that's a big thing uh, in Yankee Stadium. That's you saw them. They traded for Gallo and Rizzo at the mm-hmm. traded line. Two big left-handed bats. If you can get Corey Seager to hit some home runs down to the short porch in in left field or right field, that'd be clutch for the Yankees. So maybe Corey Seager over Carlos Correa, but okay. the Yankees. Remember you saw Glaber Torres. Yeah. Have you heard about the trade rumors for Matt Olson? I, slightly, slightly, not, not a lot, but I've heard a little bit. There's a, a couple of trade rumors. The Yankees are going after talk about a big left-handed bat. Yeah, that would be big. Coming off a career year, he set career highs in, in home runs with 39 RBI with 111. And he went to the all-star game. So like the dude, dude had a good year. So I've been hearing that you trade Luke Voigt, uh, Glaber Torres, Mm-hmm. And a prospect for Matt Olson. Okay. And that would be, be that especially if you sign Corey Seeger or Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. that you get a big left handed bat at first. You get a 
shortstop that can handle himself defensively and offensively. What? Like, why not do it? You're going to pay him. You're the New York Yankees. You got the budget for it. Why not? And then, I mean, would you consider Rizzo being that backup? Or would you only sign him if he's kind of like maybe 50 to 60% of the games played? I still think Anthony Rizzo is a starting first baseman in the okay. MLB. I like Matt Olson just because Matt Olson's young. Again, Matt 27 Olson. years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Matt Olson. He's lining up. But Anthony Rizzo, like big clubhouse guy, big personality. Mm-hmm. I, I I like him. So, I, like, yeah, I'd say, you know what, make the trade. I think the trade makes sense. But if you're not going to make the trade, bring back Anthony Rizzo. Like, there's no reason not to yeah. re-sign him. He, I, I know the stats weren't great for him in the mm-hmm. entirety of his stay in New York. But when you look at what he did in the first five games as a Yankee, I think he hit, in, in five games, two game-winning home runs. Like, that's yeah. the guy who can thrive in the New York City market. So let me pick your brain on the outfield for the Yankees. Cause like, that's another part that every almost everyone in the MLB has to improve. No one has a perfect outfield, maybe besides the Braves right now with their like six man outfield. But um, so I don't know if Gallo's a free agent. I'm not sure if he's riding out one year. He, so he's got arbitration. one more year on his contract. Okay. So you still got Gallo. Are you trying to ship him? Do you keep him? Gardner is not accepting his deal now. I mean, what do you, how do you improve that? Or do you keep the same and just hope prospects build up? Oh, uh, so I think you don't touch the outfield. I think Aaron Hicks is coming back from his injury. I think you can get rid of Aaron Hicks. You don't even need it. Yeah, right. He's thirty-one, something like that. Thirty-two, and he's not producing anymore. He's he's not playing very many games. He's getting injured. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a Gold Glover in Joey Gallo in left field. You have Aaron Judge, who didn't he just win a Silver Slugger this year? Aaron Judge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you got that in right field. Clint Frazier's coming back. Clint Frazier was mm-hmm. in the running for a gold glove in 2019 or 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, just give him his shot. I don't know if you, if you know about like the whole beef between uh, Frazier and the Yankees, but he thought he deserved a shot and he didn't get a shot. Then he started yeah. posting on social media about the Yankees and he was big in trade talks and he was going to be a piece that got moved at the trade deadline in 2020. Yankees didn't do it. He comes back. They think he's going to start in 2021. He gets hurt. He's missing a bunch of the season. I think you stick him in center field. I don't think he's the slowest guy, but I think he's mm-hmm. he's capable enough in center field or, or defensively to play in that center field position. So I don't think you're you're too stressed about it. I think I think the Yankees outfield is the least of their worries. I know Cashman came out and was saying, yeah, the outfield is something that we have to look at the center field position. So I don't know who who. He's thinking they go after. I heard Starling Marte, maybe. Yeah. That's the older one, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 32, I want to say. 32, 33. He's getting towards their age. And so that'd be be a good guy. But I really like the Yankees situation because you your center fielder doesn't really have to play every game because when you go on the road to a National League ballpark, if you still have Giancarlo Stan in the lineup, Mm -hmm. his production went up when you played him in National League ballparks in the outfield. Cause he started being that, that baseball player again. He wasn't just a batter. He was a baseball player. And he started getting back to what he was doing when he was in Miami. Uh, I think it, it's good. So I think, I think the outfield situation for the Yankees is not as bad as people think it is. And it, I could be completely wrong. You couldn't play mm-hmm. Frazier in left field, Yeah. but then you got to do something about center field. So if, if there's only one question mark, then not three. I would say center field is a big hole in a lot of teams. 
Like, there's not a lot of true center fielders anymore. Just there's not a lot of, like, true second basemen. Um, everyone's getting moved around and pushed into positions because they need someone to play. It just becomes as simple as that. I mean, even with the Mets, Brandon Nimmo, I mean, he's not really a center fielder. They've, they've had so many corner fielders, just kind of like the Yankees. They haven't hit as well, haven't had all the excuses of hitting home runs and striking out. They just usually strike out or line out, but it's a similar situation. Yeah, so why not, why not put a guy like Clint Frazier who can yeah. produce decently well, put him in center field, and then let Gallo and, and Stanton kind of switch off in National League ballparks, but Stanton's your DH when you're playing in an American League, or I don't know, are, are we going to have DH, universal DH in 2022? I mean, I hope so. I, it like, half of me is like, oh, man, I wish Bartolo Colon just unretires, plays in the Mets, and hits a bunch of home runs. But then, like, realistically, we need a DH. Because, like, a lot of, like, Nelson Cruz, he made the motion in 2020 that he wanted to play for the National League, and he wanted a DH. He wants to shift over. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's so interesting. I'm a big, I'm a big universal DH guy, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I love like the managerial side of sports and kind of stats mm-hmm. and strategy and having, you know, your pitchers hit and having to pinch hit and bring in when you're going to bring in a new pitcher and pitch counts and all that. That's interesting to me. So I, yeah. I love to see the strategy behind it, but no, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a universal DH in 2022. That'd be pretty sick. I mean, a lot of you're gonna see a lot of players if that does happen, kind of like I said with Cruz jumping ship. And it's gonna be well, I think right now National League's better hitting anyways, but it maybe will pan out a little more towards them. So I mean to ask the Angels, Noah Syndergaard, what, what do you think about that? He's been really under under the rug as of late. Noah Syndergaard is has he been injured? A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, that's that's why I'm really confused why he declined that offer just to go for three million more. And only one year. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not a lot of security. He's basically doing the same position, in my eyes, of having to prove why he's good after getting Tommy John. But between the rosters mm-hmm. of the Angels and the Mets, who's got a better chance of making the postseason and going on a run between the two teams? Javi Baez isn't going back to New York, is he? I don't know. I mean, I think Lindor might convince them just to do that. Yeah. Because they're buddies. But then you look at the Angels, you have Trout, you have mm-hmm. Shohei, mm-hmm. right? You, you've, you've got the star power. And, I mean, I realize people have been saying this for like 10 years. It's just a matter of figuring it out. And the yeah. Angels <laughs> trying to get back to the postseason. But imagine imagine oh. if Noah Syndergaard returns from Tommy he's John and, he, and he's killing yeah. it. That dude... That's that's a postseason push. Yeah. Maybe that's what they told them. They're like, yeah, like we've kind of been on the outside looking in. We think you could be that guy. We're going to offer you this, and, and why don't you come on over and, and let's make a run. Let's, let's show the world. Because I know the Angels, they're not dirt poor. They're not the most expensive or the richest. There you go. Um, as far as ownership, but they have money. And every year, everyone's like, oh, let's boost up their pitching. Like, oh, they're going to do really good. They can get this guy, this guy. They usually don't pick them up. So picking up North Singard is a big move in their favor. But I'm really interested to see how that's going to pan out for both parties. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to see him do well. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and the A's are not going to be the same as they, they've been. They're going to start another one of their little Oakland rebuilds. Mm-hmm. So... 
Yeah, I mean, the spot opens at the top of the, of the division. Why not jump on it? Might as well. And it, and even even if Noah Syndergaard does really well in the first half of the season, and he's got a 10-2 and two record with a 2-3 ERA at the All-Star break, and then he comes out and he, he just doesn't perform in the second half, I think that $21 million is worth it if you make the playoffs by 10 games or if you just squeak into the playoffs because you, you got that Noah Syndergaard performance in the first half. That's fair. It, it goes back to the question, how much are you willing to pay for a World Series? Yeah. Especially the team of the Angels. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, Mike Trout deserves it. Otani, at this point, you could argue he's on the train to deserve something like that. Yeah, it's crazy how you have two of the greatest players of the era and Shohei, just what he does, being a batter and a pitcher, playing in the field, striking out guys, just yeah, unbelievable. And then you have Mike Trout, who undoubtedly, like the MLB logo, should be Mike Trout, right? Oh yeah, like 100%. That's, that's him. And you still haven't made the playoffs, and you still haven't won a World Series. Yeah. You're still not performing. So I guess you bring in another big name guy, no guard, Thor, mm-hmm. right? Just push it. Try and get the fans back in. Um, it's all about selling tickets and selling merchandise. Yep. I'd love to see how many Syndergaard jerseys have already been sold in those <laughs> uh, those alternate red jerseys for the Angels. Yeah, that, that guy looks sick. That yeah. long last name. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be it'd be pretty cool to see them. Uh, I want to talk about the other LA team though, Andrew okay. Heaney, going mm-hmm. to. <laughs> The Dodgers. Eight oh man! Dollars. What were they that thinking? That dude's not worth eight and a half million dollars. <laughs> not at all. I think he's a minor league invite at the best. Like, that's at his best. But same thing. Same thing with Syndergaard getting twenty-one million for a year in, in with the Angels. It's like, mm-hmm. what? What do they know that we don't? Yeah. What kind of Tampa Bay stuff's going on right now? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I don't, man. I mean, it took him a year and a half, but he flipped to the other L.A. team. He yeah. Just jumped ship. <laughs> Didn't do it the right way, but. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I love to see kind of where guys are going. The, the Braves, fresh off a World Series, add mm-hmm. another catcher. They add a guy who's going to yeah. be well, a nice veteran presence. Miguel Pena. Not, not too bad. Two years, $8 million for AAV. Not, not a bad contract. So I don't know if that means they're bumping um, William Contreras or Travis Darno. Darno, there is a lot of problem with his arms. Yeah. Not his arms, but his arm, like mm-hmm. his throwing arm. So that's that's like a big, big part. If you if you're playing a team and you know if you just get on first, you're gonna end up on second. Yep. That's that's a big. You're you're that much closer to a run. So I don't know. I don't know how how much Travis Darno will play behind the plate. I mean, you could always put him at first, maybe. I don't know if it's too late to teach him how to be Possibly. a first baseman, but yeah. how how big of a bat is he if he's worth the experiment? So I know, like earlier career with the Mets, he was that defensive catcher. He was shaky at first, but he could only play defense starting like 2015, 16. And he just never had a bat in New York. And all of a sudden goes to the Braves. I want to say 2019, 2020 at that point. And he just lights it up. He becomes this amazing batter. And then he's kind of like dimmered, just simmered down a little bit. He's not as amazing as he used to be. 
But then you look at the Braves and the way I think of it, when you're thinking like managerial um, roles, when usually you would carry only three catchers or not only as a lot, three catchers on a major, major league roster when you don't have a lot of good players to support. So like, you know, you're going to have to rotate people in and out, but the Braves are a team where they're going to have a really good bench. And I think it's really competitive for someone to make that spot. So can you waste it on a third catcher, regardless of how good they are? Yeah. Or do you use it as a trade piece? That as well. Right. That's talk about ways to get in guys. You don't want to pay the, the free agent fees is what I call it. You're always going to pay an inflated rate when you're getting guys via free agency rather than re-signing them. So why not make a trade for a guy who you think you're going to use as a part of your future? Got a prospect for him. Uh, if if well. you've got no one, if you've got nowhere on your team for a guy like Travis Darno to play, why not use him to get someone for the future? Find a problem, find obviously maybe not their outfield, but say mm-hmm. shortstop for them is their next problem coming Could up. Be. They got a big contract. They got to resign or they're not going to bring a guy in. Get, get a shortstop for the future. You're not going to get the, the greatest. You're not going to get top 100 prospects. Yeah, but but you're going to get someone who you could build off of or build up. You're not going to build off of them, but you're going to build them up, try and progress him to an MLB starting shortstop if we go with that. I mean, yeah, that could definitely work. I mean, you don't need, like kind of you say, you don't need someone that's amazing. Someone enough where maybe you, you're training them to play for you or training them to then trade again for a higher player. It just keeps going. A lot of people don't realize that, but like one trade, you can – track it all the way back, like maybe five, even 10 years that the people just keep going and going and going. I love the, the, the thunder have a board in their course on their, in their stadium on the crosswalk or on the concourse. Mm-hmm. And it's all the guys that played for the thunder that made their MLB debut. And then they have what team they made their debut with. Yep. And most of them say the New York Yankees. That's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. 27 years, I think 24 of them were with the Yankees. But then a crazy amount are not with the Yankees. And it just, yeah. that's how much movement players go through when you're in the minor leagues. You, you, job security, take that out of your vocabulary if you sign a minor league contract. Mm-hmm. You never know where you're going to end up. Like even within weeks, like you're always going to get shipped around unless you're like a top tier prospect and they're begging you to come up and take a spot, then you really don't know. We even saw, we saw Rowdy. He got traded. I was like, what's going on? I was, like, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Oh, I was, you don't understand. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to say Rowdy. I'm going to say it. Oh, yeah. Man. Like you, you look at him and he's, you, you don't have a spot for him on your major league roster but it's not doing him any good and it's not doing you any good if you're the Blue Jays to leave him down playing triple-A ball. So you move exactly. him to a team like Milwaukee where they need a guy like Rowdy, a mm-hmm. first baseman who can hit the ball. You get something in return. You're not going to get the greatest prospect in the world, but Rowdy's now in Milwaukee, a National League team, right? You're yep. not going to see them. Their, their winning doesn't matter with your race for the playoffs. You get a prospect. He's hitting home runs. Everybody's happy. Yeah. You can see the Producing. same thing happen with Travis Darno. It's not going to help you to put him down in the minors. It's not going to help you to have him be not a third string catcher sitting on your bench because you mm-hmm. have a universal DH and you don't need to, to pinch hit pitchers. Yeah. Send him somewhere that needs a catcher. That might not be, you know, you're not going to send him to a team that's going to be going for a world series. I don't think you're going to, he's in that point of his career where someone's going to trade wow. for him if they need to win now. 
but maybe a team has a young catcher they want to develop. Maybe the Orioles, Ali Rushman behind the plate. That could work. Right? Get a guy like Travis Darno that's been around the block for a while now. Let him kind of teach him. I think you, you said people don't understand or people don't think about how many trades happen. I don't think people realize how important that locker room guy is, that veteran presence. People hated Brett Gardner, but Brett Gardner was a locker room guy. He was a veteran guy who could show the young guys what to do. Rugnit Odor shows up to the Yankees. The Yankees are losing. He's not playing very well, but he's got a turtle in the clubhouse. I think it was his turtle. It might have been yeah, someone else's. But I he's, believe so. Getting, he's getting pumped up after home runs. He's changing the outlook in the Yankees clubhouse. That, that clubhouse personality is a huge role. Everybody says, know your role. Travis Darno, his role might just be now being a veteran's presence for Adley Rushmanson or an up-and-coming catcher. It very well could be. But I do want to dial it back to the Brewers because I personally think – I know a lot of people are saying Chris Bryant goes to Seattle. I mean, yes, they did let go of Kyle Seager. But honestly, I think Chris Bryant would have a better shot in Milwaukee. I see him saying the National League. Yeah, I, I would like that. I mean, he's, they're saying he's worth about $23.5 million. It's a question yeah. of, of are they going to spend that? That's another team That's that they're, they're trying to win right now. They got a pretty mm-hmm. decent roster. And Chris Bryant, you know, he did it. He went, he led a team in 2016 to a World Series championship despite all odds and all curses against that team, right? So that's a good, that's a good place for him to go. I, I could see it. I, I would wonder, do Rizzo and, and Bryant end up in the same spot? Because okay. that's, that's a duo that, like, loves each other. Yeah. You know they're talking. Cool. You know they're talking about what they're doing. Of course. I don't know. Rowdy, Rowdy maybe isn't an everyday first baseman. Maybe they, they have a need at first base, and they say, well, the- hey, you, you sell Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo on coming to mm-hmm. Milwaukee by saying, we're not going to bring one of you in. We're going to give you the opportunity to play with your best friend again. That's, that's that pretty attractive. True. But then the only problem is they still have Vogelbach on a contract as well. Yeah. And you have to either ship him or Rowdy. Hopefully uh, Vogelbach <laughs> for Rowdy's sake. Yeah, I love Rowdy. I don't know. Maybe you send Rowdy to a team that's not winning. That way he could be a starting first baseman. Like the Blue Jays were before they started taking off. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. kind of just took off. But you, if if you followed their minor league system, you knew that they were going to start taking off oh, all yeah. the juniors and just the young guys. They're. I know. The, I know. Everybody said the Red Sox were going to be the trash of the AL East this year. Maybe, maybe just not the trash because you got the <laughs> Orioles, but they weren't going to do yeah. anything. And they ended up doing something. But I think the the Blue Jays they could be atop the AL East. They yeah, very well. They've got a bright future. And so many young guys. Bring bring back uh, Simeon, mm-hmm. right? Maybe 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 go try and test the waters with the market. Maybe be the AList AL East team that signs the big shortstop free agent, not the Yankees. That'd be you'd see a huge shift in tide. If you oh did that. yeah. It'd be yeah. That'd be crazy. I mean, I don't know. What other predictions do you have, or anything else? For free agents well i'm looking i'm looking at the free agent list right now uh clayton kershaw hasn't signed anything yet he's coming from the dodgers that's true he's only 33 31 and a half million dollars is about a fair contract for him maybe 32 million dollars <laughs> with that free agent fee i'm interested to see i think max scherzer goes back to the dodgers 
Oh, I think he 100%. Kind of did pretty well. The the one that's under the radar, I think, is well, obviously you've got Freddie Freeman, but he's mm-hmm. he's going to sign back in Atlanta. I think he's yep. too big of a piece there. Kevin Gossman. That's true. Coming off of an All-Star game, starting pitcher. He's only 30 years old. He's a left-handed pitcher. And he's $10 million less than Clayton Kershaw. Now, I'm not saying that Gossman and Kershaw are the same pitcher, but mm. I don't think it's a $10 million difference between the two of them, between 32 and 22. I think he's, he's able to handle himself pretty decently. So that's, that's the guy who I'm keeping my eye on to see where he lands at, at the end of free agency. I mean, you think he goes back to San, San Fran or? What does he want to win now? Is San Francisco going to have the same season they just did? I don't think so. Buster Posey kind of hanging up his, his glove and gear. I don't think they're like, I think there's the dominoes are falling. I know Brandon Bell just resigned with them, or I think he opted in um, to that qualifying offer, but I, I think he'll be gone and then it'll be Brandon Crawford. And then they're just slowly going to fall out. What about Trevor story to the Yankees? I know yeah. the trade, the trade talks were there with Colorado a year ago. Mm-hmm. Now he's a free agent. Is he going back to the Rockies? I don't think he goes back to the Rockies. I feel like anyone that leaves the Rockies are like, no, we're not going back. We can't. Now we have a chance to leave. We're, we're out. Unless go. you're Charlie Blackman and your home run numbers yep. are inflated. <laughs> Unless you're Blackman, everyone's like, nope, we're out. We're going to keep going. See you later. Thanks for the beard. That's it. <laughs> Nick Castellanos, free agent. That's a big name. I mean, I think personally, I know the Braves are in a really good outfield situation. You said this earlier. I think they'll let one of those people go if Cassiano is willing to sign with them. Like they don't even sign him back. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that you, you kind of change your, your situation for. Obviously he's, he's what a left fielder. So the Yankees got Gallo, so they don't need that. But Mm -hmm. I think 29 other baseball teams would switch it up. Maybe, maybe not with Juan Soto in Washington. Yep. What do you got in right field in Washington? You can you can switch a lefty to a, a right field kind of guy. It's just a corner oh, yeah. outfield. Yeah, I, I think I, I love the fact that you're talking about the Yankees outfield and kind of the big question marks, but you got Joey Gallo and Aaron Judge in the corners. The only question mark is center field, but you're not mm-hmm. putting a guy like Nick Castellanos in center field. No, you don't want that. I'm trying to think. Ian Desmond is a center fielder. But 36 years old. I'm surprised he hasn't retired yet, if I'm being honest. He's good, but I don't know. He is. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested. Uh, Michael Conforto. That's another interesting name. I don't know why he – oh, I know why he declined. It's Scott Boris's agent. But realistically, it didn't make sense to decline. Is Scott Boris the kind of guy that's going to try to get his client as much money as possible? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's with Bryce Harper too and Manny Machado. So how um how much was it that he declined? Uh the qualifying offer. So I think it's 18.4, okay, 18.4 yeah. mil for a year. Which is about what he should be getting paid. Yeah, it's it's around it because like he had when he has really high highs, but he has really low lows. Like there's not a lot in the middle. Kyle Schwarber. Another Talk interesting about these outfield, all these outfield problems in the MLB. No one's got that, except for the Braves, like you said, that number one. Yeah. You know, we're going to be good. Kyle Schwarber coming out of Boston. I think he goes back. I think he goes back. There's a lot of people saying he's not going to go to Boston. He's going to go to the NL East and play again for, like, Nationals 
or he'll be the Brewer, uh, not Brewers, uh, or the Braves spot. Like he would be their Castellanos. But I was like, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't know. No. I think he goes back. Why not? They're on a high right now, and he can continue to bring them up with Verdugo. I I can tell you firsthand the people in New England love Kyle Schwarber. Oh so yeah. He's got that going for him. I know that uh, the team loves Kyle Schwarber. If and I think he'd like Boston. It's a it's a hard place to dislike, mm-hmm. unless you're from New York, right? Like there's exactly there's New York, L.A., and Boston, and then Chicago. Those yep. are the three yep. major sports cities, in or four. Um, I promise. You a, you're holding a four. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna say yeah. anything. He'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> those are the four major sports cities in the country. You've got two of every professional sports league in New York. You've got one in Boston, two, one or two in LA. Mm-hmm. Chicago's got a team in every league, right? So that just shows you the markets that they're in. Nashville doesn't have every sport. They don't have a baseball team. No. Seattle doesn't have every sport. I'm trying to think of other big cities in America, right? Those are the four. That's yeah. the, the line. It's about. So how do you leave the Boston Red Sox if they want to bring you back? Yeah. After the season they just had, just defying all odds. You're right. I think Kyle Schwarber stays. I think they might even add a, add a name or two. I think they will. I don't know who that may be. I, I want to say it would have to be somewhere along pitching. Um, But I don't know. I'm looking. I'm also Carlos Rodon. No one's been speaking about him. Didn't he just come off an all-star appearance with yep. the White Sox? Mm-hmm. He got hurt, though, right, late in the year? Yeah, I don't know if he leaves though. I think he, I think he's part of their process. He's only twenty-eight years old. Yeah, and pitchers, pitchers can last a lot longer than twenty-eight years. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested. You said Brandon Belt just resigned with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Orban Burns with the Brewers. Jose Barrios goes back to Toronto. That's a big pickup yep. for them. Uh, and Robbie Ray. I don't think he resigned with Toronto yet, but I think not yet. Dix. Uh, up in the north and and just i there's not much to talk about with the blue jays they're just gonna they're gonna win they got a super bright future a bunch of young guys keep guys like robbie ray that veteran guy who's gonna help Mm -hmm. out how about our boy you know who i'm talking about kevin smith (laughs) that's that's one of them relief pitcher oh oh my god yes (laughs) <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. That's why I asked you. Say it's it. Hob. It's, uh, I yeah. know his Instagram. It's Hob Nation, but Hobie Harris. Yes, yes, Hobie Harris. He's going to Milwaukee. Yeah, and that's a guy who's going to be that, yeah on a roster come opening day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he interacts with with Rowdy because Rowdy was up and down yeah. last year. But yeah, that's that's a guy. And and we, as much as we're talking all about the big names how about like the minor league guys guys like hobie harris who yeah. are gonna and 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 brian baker who also signed a contract somewhere else other than toronto those guys who you aren't gonna know as well i know for the yankees it was greg allen and mm-hmm. he came up and he was doing well andrew velazquez going to the mets you grow up in the bronx as a yankees fan you play for the yankees you make your major league debut at yankee stadium and then a year later, you get signed by the Mets. So I wonder how he's feeling about that. Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> at least he's staying in New York, right? But that's that it's was a pretty cool close story. Enough, but <laughs> he yeah, was, that was um, a cool story. He was living at his mom's house 
while playing major league baseball for the New York Yankees. That's that's wow. Yeah. That's, that's wholesome. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was really but, wholesome. No, I, yeah. Just the whole minor league guys and how much of a, of a, of a thing they play or how much of a role they play in the success of a team, especially you might not see them on the opening day roster when everybody's coming in healthy, but when you get to the dog days of the season and you have a guy like Hobie Harris, who was doing mm-hmm. really well last year in triple a ball, maybe you start him out playing in triple a, you have an injury in your bullpen. You got that guy who's going to come in and, and be successful. You're not going to lose a strong arm due to injury. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it with trades, but a lot of people don't realize even with trades and even depth, depth is a big thing in baseball. Like I know minor league got shrunk, unfortunately, to only like four teams in America, at least per major league team, but 129 is the total. Yeah. It's the total between all, all levels. It, yeah, it's a lot of guys, but you have it there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's now, now the team, the major league team is responsible for housing. Yes. That's a big deal. Very big. So, yeah, it's huge. Not even just for the long-term success of a team, but the success short-term too. I, I'm really, I love to see the, the progression of a guy through the minor leagues or you see guys like he was a pitcher for the Phillies when they won the World Series, Jared Eikhoff. Yes. And then he pitched for the Mets last yeah. year. After, I don't know if he got Tommy John. I know he got hurt. He did but, get hurt. I don't know if it was Tommy John. But that's a guy who he was trying to make his comeback into the MLB, spent some time playing in Syracuse with the Mets mm-hmm. AAA program, AAA team, goes back up and wasn't doing crazy well, but he was, he was doing okay for the Mets. Robinson mm-hmm. Chirinos yes. uh, went to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Derek Dietrich went to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Pretty, pretty, like you, you look, you're going to get a lot of those veteran guys and a lot of those young guys trying to either get back to or, or get to the MLB. Uh, in triple a ball and even double a ball so don't yeah go watch the games learn learn the guys names because they're going to be coming up a lot sooner than you think especially now with a lot less teams the progression is going they're going to rush it they're going to be moving them very quickly so prospects are going to have to be kind of on their toes like not messing up as much as they normally would be able to i i want to know how many prospects get put into the two-way system the pitching batting Mm -hmm fielding, you know, Shohei program because now that Shohei's doing it and he's doing it successful, yeah. you got some guys coming out of college or coming out of high school where they're playing shortstop, but they're also pitching every four games. Are, are you going to continue that when you get to the minors? Are teams going to be more welcoming yeah. to letting guys do that when they get to the minors? Because you, you have the prospect of getting a guy like Shohei. Honestly, I'll bet a lot of college athletes that are pitchers would love to have the chance to do that even before Otani came. But like you kind of said, Otani set that precedent of you're allowed to do it now. And there's the idea of you might succeed if you do so. So I think it's, it's a lot more welcoming. It should be interesting. I know Brandon McKay uh, from the Rays. I think he's still on the Rays. He's one of those like low tier names that he was a rising prospect and he was a two-way player, but because Otani was at his peak, no one really knew about McKay unless you followed MLB pipeline. Zach Granke. Wasn't he a shortstop in college? Yeah. Yeah. DeGrom was as well. World Series. Yeah. DeGrom. (laughs) It's, yeah, these guys. Now, what happens when there's a universal DH? They're not going to play in the field. They're too big of a name to play in the field. That's the only problem. Yeah. They're too late in their career to do it. But it's, 
I, I'd love to see the young guys coming up. Are they going to progress them? Are you going to see a lot more two-way players in the MLB? No, it should be really interesting like, to see who's going to transition over, how many will, because I think it's going to be slow. It'll just be exponential. They'll just slowly and slowly rise. The problem is, well, I guess not. There's no problem. You, you can not use a DH. Shohei did that a couple times this year. That's true. He was playing in LA or in Anaheim, really, was leading off, but was also mm-hmm. the starting pitcher. Yep. That's unreal. That just that's how crazy he is. <laughs> it's a little league lineup at that point. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. Home runs leading, leading the, the, uh, not the conference, but the league, the AL league in home runs and then being up there in ERA, just unbelievable light work for him. It's like he just does like it's nothing. And then he said, like, no batting practice. That part, I don't know if I believe. Then he didn't do better practice the whole season. He had to have done it a couple of times. Yeah. At least. Gotta, especially in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, come on. You can't just show up like and just be that amazing. The uh, the last question I got for you though. Did okay. you see that they're they're trying to change the baseball? Well, I know so 2019, they said, no, we're not juicing the baseballs. We would never do that. Then in 2020, they said we're gonna unjuice the baseballs. And we're like, wait, what? Oh, they said you weren't juicing them. So what are they doing now? So the I know when the the Olympics happened, okay. the the baseball the baseballs they were using were the what's what's the Asian brand it starts with an M. Oh man. Um, but they were using a, the balls that they use in Japan. Okay. And they're they're stickier, they're tackier. You don't have to scuff them up right out of the box. And the guys all love them. All the American guys, all the east eastern or western okay. world guys love the balls. And pitchers obviously had the whole spider tax scandal during the year. So I, I think there's talks of, of changing them up, making them a little more sticky, a little bit more uh, pitcher friendly. Maybe you bring back the juiced balls, but make them stickier, make them, make them a little more rough around the edges. Potentially. I mean, as long as they like it, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. I mean, everybody, all the pitchers are saying, well, they, they get the sticky stuff for their bats so they can hold on to their tool while the ball yep. is our tool. But I, I don't know. I, I think they should, they should go to a stickier, not, not like an external substance, but mm-hmm. the, the ball that's naturally a little more tacky and a little more easy to handle, you go mm-hmm. towards it. Make it harder to hit the ball, but when you hit yes. the ball, you actually you crush it. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because then everyone's on the same playing field, and as long as you make really good connection with the ball, it's going to launch – but then every pitcher doesn't have to worry about, oh, am I allowed to use this or can I use this or am I allowed to pick up the bag at this point? Can I wipe my, the sweat off my, uh, with my hand and use the ball? Or am I allowed to do this? It just makes it very clear. This is the baseball. Do whatever you want, but you cannot adhere to put more stuff on it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's the uh, name of the Japanese baseball. I just clicked a link that says the difference between American baseballs versus Japanese <laughs> baseballs. Like it, it's a serious, like it was a big... Wow topic and conversations right when the olympics were going on because they were happening in japanese or in japanese in japan <laughs> um and, and yeah like let me see if i can find it they're the same size i'm looking at the logo yeah i don't know the the ball's texture is different japanese balls are relatively unlikely to slip and the seams of the ball are made lower 
in major in the major leagues the coefficient of restitution of balls falls apart but in japan the coefficient of restitution of balls is consistent you're talking about mizuno yeah it might be okay yeah because i just looked it up and the um, nippon baseball league uses uh, mizuno and that's in japan yeah so you know you're gonna have the higher spin rate you're gonna have mm-hmm. the more control with the ball guys are gonna hit it maybe bring back the juice from 2019 Yankees yeah. don't have to trade Glaber then. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> now I'm looking at the baseball here, like a little picture. It looks interesting, the, the middle of it. Yeah. A nice big cork in that middle. And it's like rounded by like a big gumball. And then it just has the yarn or the string around it. Okay. I'd be here for it, honestly. I don't have, I have a Mizuno wooden bat, but. I never thought of them as being a Japanese company. I just figured it was like domestic. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird to see stuff like that. You always think things are made like in America or founded in America. Mm-hmm. I was a hockey guy. Bauer was, or is a Canadian company. CCM is a Canadian company. Yep. Yeah. And then the only, I think the only American brand that I had in my bag growing up was Howie's hockey team. And if you had anything other than Howie's, <laughs> were bozo so <laughs> no i just got rid of my uh, not rid of i just stopped using my jofa gloves did you yeah i got them for 15 bucks on a cold salmon store using for the past year and a half and my captain was like hey you know you might want to get a new pair of gloves this will look like really stiff and i was like okay so i bought a pair of bowers but were they shiny no no with the bower or the the, no, jofa? the the jofa gloves no i bought them they were already used so they were kind of like beat up a little bit so i cleaned it up my shiny material right Right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had a couple of teammates in high school. Obviously, high school hockey in, in mm-hmm. New Jersey is not ideal, to say no. the least, or at least in central and <laughs> south Jersey. So the, you yeah. had the guys who had the shiny Jofa gloves and the old style. You know, their gloves were from the 90s, and then you had yeah. the guys who were wearing, like, actual gloves and actual equipment, the actual helmets, and that was our JV versus our varsity team. I mean, the thing with the Jofa gloves is, like, they're so – big and like obnoxious they're awesome i love them like i'm probably gonna hang them up clean them dry them and hang them up somewhere because they look really aesthetically pleasing because like they're vintage look but the only yeah. problem with that is like it's the thumb lock it really and then the wrist lock it really prevents yeah. you from going full motion yeah I don't, yeah i don't know i haven't i put my gloves on every once in a while obviously i don't play anymore mm-hmm. but i go shoot at the bubble just so that well, one I kind of enjoy shooting. Growing up, like if I was yeah. having a bad day, you'd go outside and shoot. Play like playing catch and baseball. Exactly. It's getting your mind off it, going to the cage, just swinging. Um, but I do it now, and I said I go to the bubble. We have like a, okay. like a it's literally a bubble. It's it's air pressured, on the pressure going outwards, and it keeps it inflated. And it's got a turf. It's got basketball courts, a gym, two gyms actually. Wow. Um. Yeah, right on campus. But I go to the turf and I shoot hockey pucks. We have nets in there and, and shooting pads just so that my gloves can smell again because <laughs> the smell of, of hockey hands, it's yeah. not a good smell, but the smell no. of hockey hands reminds me of growing <laughs> up. So I love it. I sit there and I go shoot. and Yeah, it does leave a hands. little stank I'll on go, the hands. I'll go play Xbox and I'll, just, I'll hold my controller close like, to my mouth so I can smell Real close. <laughs> I'm a weirdo like that. No, nah, it's fine. I mean, everyone's got their nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. As long as my car doesn't smell like it. I know you, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I but, use sneaker balls everywhere. That Even when I play baseball, like it, that's the biggest thing. Sneaker balls, Febreze, 
everything has to like i don't want anyone to smell that stuff yeah yeah my car has got to be clean it's got to smell good mm-hmm. gotta look good yeah of course just so that no one else except for me can go and sit in my car <laughs> yep <laughs> driving everywhere by myself oh man well we got a little topic here but i think it's a do it up for us here the Dose Today's podcast, episode 10 of season four of our podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast for more information. And as always, we'll see you next week. Yeah.